Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast of Topics with Tim. I'm joined by my good friend from Canada, Mr. Taylor. I don't want to say your last name because I feel like, you know, people might uh, try to call in a bomb threat on your house. Was, you know what? So funny story. I heard that streamers, the reason that streamers don't share their last name is because people will see that they're online and figure out where they live and call bomb threats to their house. Wow. So that's why they have to be very... They, they just tell you, oh, you know, their gamer tag name, that's it. Because otherwise they'll get bomb threats called on their house. Is that crazy? That is crazy. Well, I appreciate you not giving my last name away then. So, yeah. Uh, so, Taylor is from Canada. So, this is going to be a classic USA versus Canada NFL pick em sort of matchup. I feel as the American here that if I lose this, that I will be a little bit embarrassed because, I mean... You know, football is America's America's game, although it's obviously followed in Canada. Uh, what would you say the, the NFL following is in Canada these days, Taylor? I, t- I, I would say it's still pretty good, at least with the people in my area. Like, I think people generally watch. Um, I went to one of the Bills in Toronto games, like, years ago. Actually, Reeser was at that game, like, years ago as well, uh, too. And uh, shout out to Josh Reeser and the uh, sports, yeah. the uh, lunch hour sports show. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so like we went, we went to that uh, Bills in Toronto game, um, like separately, but I saw him there and uh, like it was sold out. But I mean, the Bills in that area weren't a strong followed team. Like I'm a Packers fan. So I went to that game as a general football fan. Mm. Like there was a lot of Steelers fans in the audience. Like I saw a few Raiders, even a few Browns fans. So they, I, I would say in this area, like there's a, a good following for football. But in terms of like following the Bills, I think it's getting better because they are getting better. But it's, I would say it's it, in terms of who you cheer for up here, um, it's relatively scattered. I, I know a few New England fans too, but I think that's just because they've been in the Super Bowl like so consistently more, for more so notoriety, long. Too, more well known, right? Yeah. Huh. That's, yeah, that would, I'm fascinated by what would make, I, you know, what would make certain people choose certain teams since there isn't as much of a, you know, in America, obviously a lot of people do it based on their region. You know, if you live in Seattle, you're going to root for the Seahawks. If you live in California, you're going to root for the Raiders or Niners. But, but there's no, yeah, there's really no teams in Canada no. at all. And the closest one is the Bills. So, but yeah, the Bills aren't really a sexy uh, football, football pick. So that's interesting. That, what would you say the most out of all the, like, the, I know it's only just what you've sort of experienced, but out of all the Canadian fan football, like, what is the most rooted for team in Canada as far as what you've experienced? I would, you know what, I would still say it is the Bills, like in terms of what I've seen, like I've seen New England fans, like I said, just because they've been in so consistently. Um, I'm friends with a few Packers fans in the area too. But it's, yeah, it's tough to say. It's tough to say. Go Bucks, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I used to be a Packer fan along with Taylor, and I, I, I ditched them. But maybe I ditched them at the wrong time because now, now I kind of wish I was still a fan. Man alive, they're, they're killing it. All right, so let's get started on these spreads. Taylor does a pick them with his coworkers, correct? Uh, so it's like it's friends. like kind of run through a guy at work, 
and he gotcha. pools. There's like 40 or 45 people in this league. And uh, like currently I'm in the top spot for the season Ooh, standings. Let's so go. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm hoping by like being on this podcast, I'm not jinxing my luck the rest of the year. I, I actually think anything is going to get better involved. I hope it. Yeah. I hope with your opinions here, Tim, I hope it gets better. Ooh, okay. Well, I mean, so wow. We'll that's see. first place. I mean, it is, it is a group of Canadians. So I mean, come on. Yeah. It could be first, but it reminds me of when I was in first place in fantasy hockey for about a week. <laughs> hey, for the record, for the record, you know your football, you know, your football. When I joined, yeah. When I joined your fantasy football league, like years ago, I did finish just uh, the money in fourth place. So you should, you should join our league again. I try. Hey, you invited me. It was like, it was like kind of like last minute. I tried to join in. It was like the spot was there, but then it was gone. So maybe, maybe in the future. I'll probably get you in there next year. Let I'll me like, know. I'll like yeah. A little bit next year. So hopefully, hopefully I can get you in. But all right, so let's, let's break down our first game here. We have the Atlanta Falcons playing on the road against the Minnesota Vikings. The spread currently, and it could have changed over the week, I have not checked. The Vikings are minus four over okay. the Atlanta Falcons. So, Taylor, who are you picking in this one? I think I got to go Vikings. Uh, I think you'll see with my picks at least for this week. Like, I, I've been leaning more NFC North for a lot of these games this season like i feel like i've been thrown off with how they've been doing in matchups against i guess that's the nfc east um yeah atlanta like i know green bay crushed them i forget if they played the saints and i know the saints they have it up here so they lost to the packers yeah they actually put up pretty good points on them though 34 points on them. They lost to okay. the Colts pretty badly. That was a bad one. They lost to Tennessee barely by one. And okay. then they beat Houston last week. And then they lost to Seattle barely. So they really, honestly, huh. wow. You know, after looking at that, they're, wow. They've just been just kind of unlucky with a couple of close losses and playing some juggernauts. That does so, surprise wow. me. Shoot, that might hurt. Because I, I was honestly thinking of going Falcons just because the coach firing, Dan Quinn's been fired, and a lot of times you see the team, when their coach gets fired, the next week they're kind of play out of their minds because everyone's kind of, you know, new a new yeah. person coming in. We all got to step our game up because, I mean, we don't know who's going to stay, who's going to go, right? Because the yeah. team that comes in could start cutting people. So we better put some good stuff on tape yeah. for the season. So usually you see, a, you know, a, a team do better the next week. Yeah, I think I'm still going to stick with my Falcons pick. I know they've been pretty terrible. Their defense is 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 bad. I still think they'll lose. I do think the Vikings will win, but I think it'll be close enough. Within four points, okay. Falcons will cover that spread. Yeah, but I'm not feeling great about. It. I was feeling a lot better about it before until you you had me look at their schedule just now, and now I'm not feeling yeah. as good about that. But I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. Mm- no, I just looked. Yeah, I just looked at the like that line as well too. Yeah, Green Bay beat Atlanta. It looks like thirty to sixteen. So that's where for me, just based on what I've seen from the NFC North this year, I think I've gone with Minnesota. Just uh, yeah, just because I think so they Green Bay by five. If they or because if they only win by four, it's a it's a push. Yeah, so by five to win that spread. 
I think Minnesota's played okay too, from what I've seen. Like I know they've had some tough okay. matchups. Although as Dalvin, well. Dalvin might not play, right? I think he. Okay. They were thinking about holding him out, but then he practiced, so it's it's not 100. percent Now they do have a good backup with Alexander Madison, but I mean Dalvin's pretty dynamic. That'd be a a, a tough loss. I think yeah. I'm, sticking with, I'm sticking with my Falcons pick. Are you sticking with Minnesota? Yeah, I'm sticking with Minnesota. Ooh, all right, we have our first disagreement. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep track of these, and I'll post a podcast on Monday or Tuesday, or maybe later, actually, because there's going to – well, no, I think all the games are on Monday, so I'll probably Tuesday I'll post a results pod on who wins this matchup. I was able to beat Kyle last week by – or week four by one game, so we'll see if okay. what the match between me and Taylor is. All right, week six, we have the Baltimore Ravens. They are playing on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles. They are the favorite by eight points. Okay. Eight points against the Eagles. What are you picking in this one, Tay? I think I got to go Baltimore. I know that touchdown's Mm -hmm. tough. The touchdown's tough, but I don't think the Eagles have played very well this year. Like they they're still going with Carson Wentz as their quarterback, right? Like correct. I I don't know. I gotta look at what their record's been the past few weeks here too. I'm not. Let me see if I can pull that up real quick. I kind yeah. of have a page for that one. The Ravens or the um. Let's see here. Well, the, the NFC East too. The NFC East has been terrible. The Ravens beat like, Cleveland handily. They beat yeah. Houston pretty handily. They lost to Kansas City fairly handily. They beat on Washington handily. They whooped on Cincinnati. So they've really handled I, – I think the perception is they haven't really played that well or at least up to their potential. But okay. these scores do indicate that they have been kind of taking care of business. Yeah. Hmm. And then the – The Eagles I have up here. So they lost to Washington, the football team. Um they lost to the Rams handedly. They tied the Bengals. They beat the Niners, but the Niners had no one playing that week. Yeah. And uh, they lost to the Steelers, which actually the Steelers had that Canadian kid playing. But we can touch on that a bit later, too. <laughs> I do want to say that, uh, for the future, I do think that if I'm, especially in fantasy, I'm buying Carson Wentz in the Eagles offense because I looked at their schedule for the rest of the year and it is it is cake. They're playing okay. the NFC the NFC East a lot. The Redskins, yeah. the Cowboys, the Giants, yeah. who all have I mean, the Redskins have a decent defense, but I wouldn't say it's anything spectacular. But anyway, yeah. his schedule looks cake for the rest of the year. I am buying him in fantasy. I'm picking him up. I'm trying to trade for him and trying yeah. to get people from that offense because I think that's good to know. It's gonna be However, in this game, I don't think I don't know if this is the turning point yet. So I'm 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 having a tough time. My initial gut was to go Eagles at plus eight because I think they're better than what people think they are. Yeah. But the Ravens have been taking care of business pretty pretty much all the time. The the Eagles are one of the actually the worst team as far as giveaways per game. So they are turning okay. the ball over at a very high rate. Yeah. Another kind of cool stat I like to look at is yards per play. They are pretty much in the bottom five of yards per play. Huh. Well, their offense has not been doing well, not been generating offense, whereas you have – where's Baltimore? Baltimore's top 15, so they're not – I think that's where, like, they can be better than that. Yeah. But they're 
Gosh, I'm gonna switch my pick here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the Ravens with you at minus eight. I'm feeling. Yeah. I'm feeling like they they just been handling business. Like I know it's I know it's touchdown. Like they gotta cover a touchdown, but I think well, more than that. Uh, they gotta cover. They gotta off. cover nine. They gotta win by nine. Yeah. I just figure lot. like if there's any offense like Kansas City, Baltimore, like Green Bay, the way they've been playing, like I just feel like, and and Baltimore's defense too is outstanding that I just, I feel, I feel confident in, in the Ravens this week. Yeah. I'm so torn by it. Yeah. The Eagles have been, have been really bad. They've been really bad. So yeah, I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'll go with you. I'll take the red. Let me mark this down actually. So I don't have to, last time I had to literally go through my, the entire podcast to remember what we picked. So I'm going to, I'm going to not make the same mistake twice. That's a good call. So let's see. First matchup, you pick the Vikings. I pick the Falcons. And then the second matchup, we're both going with Ravens at minus nine. Oh, man. I'm thinking about switching back. Gosh, I just, because they're all, they are on the road. Oh, man. I'll stick with it. I'll just leave it. All right. We're on to the next matchup. Moving on to the Bears, which the Bears are on the road against the Carolina Panthers. It's looking like at least Vegas thinks it's pretty close. Panthers are only a one and a half point favorite and are the home team. So I think Vegas actually thinks the bears are better because typically you get a one to two point home field advantage, sort of, you know, automatic two if you're the home team and they're not even getting the two. Yeah. So who are you, uh, who are you thinking about for that one? This line threw me off just because, like, I think I've I've looked into the Panther or uh, yeah, it's the Panthers a few times this year. Like, I know they've got Bridgewater, they've got McCaffrey. Like, they've got they should have an outstanding offense, but I just, I don't know how they've been playing this year. I just feel like I've been caught off guard, like whether my picks haven't lined up the last few weeks that I, I feel like I've been on the wrong end mm. uh, with my picks with them. Neither, uh, that, I'm, looking, and, I'm looking at their schedules right now. Neither of them have really beaten good teams. Okay. They really haven't. I think that the best win for the Panthers was probably beating the Chargers and the Cardinals and the Bears. They actually beat the Bucks, but honestly, the Bucks gave them that game. Okay. They there was a there was a possession in that game where there was at least six or seven penalties in one possession on the Buccaneers when they were so honestly that that to me is an L for the Bears they the Bucks basically fell apart with penalties well, that's, and mistakes that's good to know yeah. for me then too because uh, like with the Buccaneers like they have had some weird games this year too Very that weird. for me like now mind you they are a new team like. Tom Brady, this is like a new time for him to to operate under a new coach. So it's where, like, we'll get to them, I guess, in a bit. But for me, I've been thrown off with them as a team. Um, going back to the Panthers, Bears, um, like, I, I think the NFC North has been, a, like, a pretty tough division. Maybe I'm a bit biased. Um, like, who's that linebacker that plays for them that they got from the Raiders like, no a year back. or so ago? Yeah, like he's phenomenal too. That I I personally am leaning towards the Bears, just based on the overall matchup. Like, yeah, they're on the road, but I think 
would you say it's one one or two point yeah it's only spread it's, it's really a toss-up honestly yeah like basically a coin flip that so i'm willing to go then. yeah i'm willing to go with the bears on the road Ooh. i'm taking the panthers at home i think that they're a good team they open the year pretty terribly and their defense isn't great but i don't think the bears have a good enough offense to take advantage of a bad defense and the well, it's bears honestly weird, it's a weird situation good. too it's it's weird with nick Foles. like i didn't understand uh that like quarterback change when they switched from Trubisky to Nick Foles, I think they were winning that football game when they made the switch. And now Nick Foles is the starting quarterback. So I didn't really make sense of what was going on for that switch to be made. But I mean, like they're a winning football club. So I don't think not for long, but like I said, so the bears have beaten Detroit barely. I think they, the, Bears or the Lions fell apart like always. They beat the Giants barely. They beat Atlanta barely. They lost to the Colts and they beat Tampa Bay barely. So I feel like they're this team that has just had so much luck go their way with Tampa Bay mm. falling apart, the Lions falling apart. I mean, whoop de doo, you beat the Giants and Atlanta, two of the worst teams yeah. in the NFL. They lose to the Colts, who are average. I just think this is a team that that, that the record is not the true indication of how good this team is. I don't think they're that That's good. That's fair. That's fair. I'm going to go with the Panthers in this one. So we have another disagreement. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how it turns out. All right. Next up is the Cincinnati Bengals and they are playing on the road against the Indianapolis Colts. Whoa. This is a bigger line than I expected. The Colts are minus eight over the okay. Bengals. That's to me, that feels too big. I don't think the Colts are that good. I don't know, what do you think about that? Like the Bengals, I think, have had some tough losses this year too. Like I know Joe Burrow has actually come out and played pretty well. Now, mind you, I'm saying that as he like just lost last week 27-3 to against the Ravens. So, I mean, isn't been playing, like at least in recent memory, that great. But I know... Uh, the week before, they just had picked up their first win decisively over the Jags. So, yeah, that line is throwing me off a bit. Like, he, he hasn't looked that bad. And I. Every game, so this, I'm looking at the Bengals here. They lose to the Chargers by three. Yeah. All right. We know that they had a chance to win that game. I think a missed field goal at the end would have, I think, either won it for him at that point or sent them in overtime. Can't remember. They lose to Cleveland by five. They tie with Philadelphia. They didn't even lose that match. They tied. I forgot about that. They actually tied. They beat Jacksonville, but then they get like crushed by Baltimore, which yeah. is not surprising. So I think they're they're a team that that one three and I think they're better than that one three and one because I mean those are good quality teams they've played. Yeah, and have you know a couple you know kicks go a different way and they're the victor. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then I'm looking at the Colts here. Uh, they lost to Jacksonville week one. They by seven. They oh, beat yeah. the Vikings decisively. They beat the Jets. They like decisively as well. But those, yeah, the Jets aren't a good team. Uh, they beat the Bears by eight, and then they lost to the Browns. They're a good team. Man. 
They're not yeah. a great team. They're a good team. They're limited by Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is, is definitely at this point in his career as a, as a game manager. Nothing yep. more. You see T.Y. Hilton's numbers are like nothing, which mm-hmm. you know T.Y. Hilton's a good receiver, and if he had a decent quarterback thrown to him, he'd be doing a lot better than he is. Yeah, it, they're a good team. Not great. Definitely yeah. better. I think better than the Bengals if head-to-head, but, man, eight points better? Yeah. I, I think – I'm not sure who I picked in my pool either. Like, usually I just make my picks on a Tuesday and try to not think about it. But I think – I think I like looking at this line. If it's eight, I almost have to go with the Bengals. And based on their previous records here, I think, yeah, they've just come out on the wrong end of one or two good matchups. And Joe Burrow's starting to figure it out as well, too. That yeah, I Joe think, Burrow. Although yeah. he's getting killed in the pocket. He, he, God, I hope they get him an offensive line sooner. I feel like he's going to turn into to Sam Darnold. Yeah. Or he just. He's just getting just killed back there. Just, I kind of, you know, I used to hate on Eli Manning back in the day because he basically forced himself onto the Giants because he basically said, I won't play for the Chargers when he was drafted. And I always yeah. hated him for that. But seeing how some of these guys' careers turn out, like a Sam Darnold, for example, or a, a David Carr is, is one of the prime examples of him when he was starting for the, I think, the, the Titans. And when you play for a really bad organization, there's a reason why they're bad. Yeah. And sometimes you can turn them around, but sometimes their dysfunction like kills your career. And especially physically where you've seen Sam Darnold, not have an offensive line for three years and get yeah. wrecked. And now you're like, is he, can, is he even good anymore? And I think, man, if Sam Darnold had just gotten to play with somebody else, gosh, maybe he's a star right now. Yeah. You know, so I kind of actually understand now. Eli Manning probably thinking at the time the Chargers were a really bad organization, going, dude, I they're gonna they're gonna kill me. I'm gonna die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so I I kind of get it. Like I might do the same if I was if I saw I was gonna get drafted by the Jets or get drafted by, you know, the Bengals where I'm like they don't have an offensive line. I'm gonna get killed back there. Yeah, I might try to force my way out. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I know. <laughs> your health is everything. I mean, if you're not available in the NFL, what are you? No, I know. I know. So I, I hopefully they can get him a, get him a line because he's getting hit a ton. So you take are you taking the Bengals in that one? Is that I'm taking one? yeah I'm taking the Bengals. All right, I'm taking the Bengals as well. We have agreement on there that. We go. Next up, we have the Browns visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh, okay. this one is wow. Okay, so the Steelers are only minus three and a half at home. Really. Wow, they really Vegas is really digging the Browns here because I thought the line would be a little bit bigger. What do you think? Sorry, who did you say was at home there? Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh, correct. Okay, like I know that's a divisional matchup. Like I always find these divisional matchups because the teams play each mm-hmm. other two times a year. I find those games to be a lot closer, uh, yeah, like than than I've found with other matchups where it's say uh, the division. Um, so I don't think three and a half is outrageous, especially like I'm surprised Cleveland's four and one to be quite honest with you too. Like they've mm. played, I think better than people have expected or at least how I've expected. Um, so I, I do think that line is fair based on what I'm seeing. Um, mm. Here's a couple of teams. Like, the, the Browns, they lost to Baltimore handily. 
They beat Cincinnati kind of barely. They beat Washington pretty handily. They had that game against Dallas where they were able to hold off Dallas coming back and they beat the Colts pretty handily. So they, they have been, those are good opponents. Those aren't amazing opponents, but they're not terrible opponents. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Hey, how about that? Uh, like Canadian kid for Pittsburgh though. Chase Claypool. He's Canadian player of the week. Yeah. I didn't know he was Canadian. He's from, he's from Edmonton or something like that too. He must, he'll be a flash in the pan then. Yeah, no, he. I'm uh, kidding. No, I, I picked him I don't, up in no, multiple he, leagues. He, I know he looks unbelievable. Actually, from what I've seen, like he four touchdowns and yeah. And the fact that here's what amazes me about him is because you've already got Juju Smith-Schuster there, who's yeah. a stud, and you have Deontay Johnson there, who I think is like an up-and-coming player. But yeah, Big Ben is still throwing to Claypool. I Normally, know. even if you're good and a rookie, you're just not going to get thrown to. But he's so good that Big Ben's throwing to him over Juju over Deontay. I just don't understand. I don't understand how Pittsburgh just like brings out these like great wide receivers like Antonio Brown, like uh, Heinz Ward was a great wide receiver too. Like they just seem to like pump out all these great wide receivers um, over time. Like Juju Smith Schuster too, where it's like, where the heck do they keep finding these guys? You know what I mean? hundred percent. I'm definitely so. paying attention to who they draft because they're yeah they keep they they know how to draft their receivers that is yeah. for sure wow all right so who are you picking in this so, one hey you you go you go you want me I'm to go done. first ah yeah, yeah, darn yeah. It. dang it <laughs> yeah let's see here I'm gonna say that this you made a good point about it being a division matchup it's usually closer but I'm actually I think the Steelers are gonna win by. Four or more. I think four is not a huge... I just think they're so talented. Offensively, they're amazing. Defensively, they're incredible. I think the Browns are a tad overrated. They haven't felt the loss of Nick Chubb yet, but maybe this is the yeah. week that they feel it a little bit more. Yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers at, at minus four. I, I think I'm going to take them as well. Just because I, I usually think Pittsburgh comes out on the better end of their matchups with the Browns as well too. If, if history, I'm not, I don't like quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure Pittsburgh usually like, like beats the Browns in their divisional matchups too. Um, I don't know that for, for certain, like at least this isn't a professional, like, betting podcast that I, I hopefully I can No, I did see an interesting like that. stat though. It's not going to change yeah. my pick, but I was looking at yards per play, which I've been told is a, is a pretty good stat for determining like how good it, at least an offense is. Yeah. The the Browns are top or number 13 in yards per play and Pittsburgh is actually down at 23. Not a huge okay. difference actually. They're about they're honestly pretty even as far as yards per play. It's only like 0.2 less. Drops mm. in 10 spots. But I'm kind of shocked by that. I, I assume perception-wise, I thought for sure Pittsburgh would have more yards per play than the Browns, but that has not been the case. Browns have actually had more. I think I'm gonna yeah. still, I still feel like Pittsburgh has the quality of their opponents have been a little stronger. But No, I agree. But, I'm going Pittsburgh well, as well. We're going agreement on that one. All yeah. right, we're dropping down to the Denver Broncos playing the New England Patriots. That'll be in New England for okay. that one. 
and the Patriots are wow minus nine and a half. Yeah, I can see that. Woo. Loving them Pats, man. Yeah. Every every betting podcast I listen to, they always talk about how the Pats almost always cover the spread. It's it's hard it's to pick. Unbelievable. Again. Bill Bill covers the spread like almost every time. But what are you thinking on this one? Well, I I know Denver is on. Where what, what string quarterback are they on their second? Their third, like I think they're on their so the fourth. The word on the street is that Drew Locke is going to play. So really, starter. Okay. Good play. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Ninety-seven percent sure. That does change things, but I also like I don't know how I feel about Denver this year. Like especially with Von Miller out as well too. Like they've just. They've had one too many injuries that I don't think their defense is like their traditional Denver defense. Um, and like, how can you bet against Bill Belichick? Like that guy is Gosh, just a wizard. A genius. There was a yeah. cool stat that I heard on a, on a betting podcast where they said that the week after a team plays the Patriots, the team they're playing covers the spread like a really high percentage of the time. And his, his reasoning was, is that Bill Belichick shows other coaches how to beat a team. Yeah. So the week after you play the Patriots, the other team covers because Bill showed you the blueprint. Of how to wow. Beat and I was like blown. I was like, I was like, whoa, I had never that's good to know. thought about that. And if it's true that that's the reason why that spread is happening, then yeah. Bill Belichick is even more of a genius than I originally, originally wow. thought. So I, I do still, find you know, line. I'm a Bucks fan now and a and a Brady fan first, but I still, I still, you know, I'm still rooting for Bill. Still rooting for Bill. I, I do find the line suspicious though. Like nine and a half is still a decent margin to cover. I don't know. Is Cam Newton? I don't think he's even cleared to play so yet. He either. is. He is. He is going to play. He is going to play. Okay. Past all the COVID protocols and such, so he is. Which why I don't. I don't think that line would be the same if Cam was not quarterback. I think yeah. it dropped multiple points. Yeah. I even just I looked at their record just now. Previously, I ignored the game where they didn't have Cam because Brian Hoyer is just there's no he's no Cam Newton. No. No. And Although I did like him off. when he was in Cleveland too. I thought he got a raw deal when he was in Cleveland. I forgot Brian Hoyer, but Cleveland. yeah. They went three and two and then I think they like they crapped the bet as the season went on, but they were three and two to start the year. I just remember seeing the Cleveland fans. It was like a Monday night football game. The Cleveland fans were like going nuts because they were three and two to start the year. It was funny. It was funny to watch, but um, like I think, yeah, just based on what I'm seeing, like knowing New England, knowing Bill Belichick, and just seeing how, like, not knowing even what Denver's history is week to week like i think i just i picked new england knowing that like denver really hasn't had a good year so far this year i don't really care who their quarterback is i trust bill belichick and i think i'm taking the patriots i'm gonna take the patriots as well and i think also another another thing is they've had what two weeks to prepare for the broncos now oh yeah when you give bill belichick more time like off of bye weeks he has like an insane insane record so you just gave bill belichick multiple weeks to prepare for this game so the more i'm more we're discussing this right now the more i'm like okay i'm buying i'm buying the line now at first yeah. I was, eh. so I'm, I'm gonna be picking the patriots as well to cover because i feel like i can't pick against them to not cover no them. i agree 
All right, next on the docket, we have the Detroit Lions visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars. And our li- oh, the Lions are favored in this one, minus three and a half. Okay. You want to go first on this one, or you want me to go first? I don't know. I don't know much about these <laughs> games, to be quite honest with you. The only thing I know about like Detroit this year is they did shock me. Um, like I've been, I did like a survivor pool. Like there's usually just this like free to play, like to chance at a like ten thousand dollars if you survive till the end, and I it was like Detroit versus Arizona, and I picked Arizona that game and they lost to Detroit, and uh, that caught me off guard. Yeah, I was shocked week. by that one too. I definitely picked so, the Cardinals in that one too. Yeah, it felt the same. Like, wait, what? They lost to the Lions? I know. So that threw me off a bit. Um, I I have to be honest with you. I don't, don't know much outside of Gardner Minshew. I don't know much about Jacksonville this year. Um, that this is kind of one of those throw them up games. I would be basically trusting the NFC North for myself. So if you know a bit more about these two teams, feel free to shout some stuff out. Give me some like advice. They, both, they like the the Jaguars have played a lot of quality teams. Like they haven't really played a bad team. Okay. And lost handily in some. They've been close in others. So I don't think they're a terrible team by any means. So I think this is why this line is close. Whereas I see and I see the Lions here, and the Lions have kind of had the same experience. They've won a little bit more. No, no, they've only won. One game, same as the the Jack, and again they've played quality opponents: Chicago, Green Bay, Arizona, New Orleans. So these are very similar teams in that they've both lost a lot of games, but have played good teams. So I can see the the now if I'm looking at yards per play, the Jacksonville Jaguars are actually a little bit better, but it's kind of even in that regard. And then if I'm looking at another kind of key stat I'm I'm taking a look at here is is giveaways per game because I feel like if you give the ball away a lot you're going to lose a lot of games and lose bad. So uh, I'm noticing Detroit is actually one of the top teams as far as taking care of the ball. They're top five. Okay. Not giving the ball away. So hmm. that I feel like those stats have helped me understand the line a little bit more. I can see why they're favored, even while they're not at home. And I think, I think, I think I'll take them. I think I'll take them at minus four. I'm even just looking at the losses they've had and in comparison to the losses Jacksonville's had up to this point, like their losses, it looks like, like they lost uh, by six to the saints. I don't know what the story was behind that game, but like week one by four of the bears, they're coming off a bye week. I like, I think I have to go with Detroit as well. All right, we are picking the Lions on this one. It's going to be close, though. I could, I could see. I mean, I think regardless, it'll be a by field goal. Oh, so for sure. I could definitely see myself. This could go either way, honestly. This yep. Really, kind of a fifty-fifty call on that. Are right, moving mm-hmm. on to the Houston Texans playing in Tennessee versus your Titans, who just came off of a really nice win over who did they beat? Can't remember. Uh, they beat the Bills. The Bills, yeah, which was on, a big win. Tuesday nighter. Yeah. I'm 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 hurting here because I love Houston and I keep picking them despite 
despite that they keep letting me down. Mm. Uh, the Titans are minus three and a half in this one. Who's the home team? The home team are the Titans this time. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I was I was genuinely surprised about the Titans beating the Bills because, like, they actually they do show a lot of the Bills games up here, um, and so I've I've had like if I watch any game regularly regularly it's them, and I was like I was cheering for them in that game, and the fact that they lost to Tennessee, I was surprised. So, like so convincing, like convincingly too, I was surprised. Um, I don't know much about Houston. I haven't seen much of their games. Um, like I don't know who Deshaun Watson really even has to throw to this year since they traded the De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He's got weapons. Uh, He's definitely got weapons. Will Fuller's a weapon. Okay. Cooks, Cooks finally started cooking last game at a huge game, which is yeah. it's crazy that the the game after they fire the guy who literally traded for him, he goes off. I went, what? Why, why wouldn't hmm. the coach who traded for him be getting him, facilitating that many touches to him? And at the moment that coach gets fired, now all of a sudden, it makes zero sense to me in the world. So, but as an owner of him in the league, I'm happy to have it. Yeah. I think Houston's definitely better than their record. I think okay. they're still really. I mean, this is a team that almost went to the AFC Championship game. Last yep. Year. And as really, other than not, I mean, Hopkins is a loss. Don't get me wrong. But other than that, have pretty much the same team as before. So they're good. They're a good team, which is why I always see them as the underdog. And I'm always tempted to pick them because I, I like them. They're one of the top teams in that that yards per play stat I'm looking at. They're top four in that. They're a little bit more turnover heavy as far as the giveaways go. Yeah is not great. Tennessee is number two as far as just taking care of the football. So I, and they're undefeated, so I get why they're favored for sure. Mm-hmm. I think I might, against my better nature here, continue to pick the Titans. <laughs> I don't know why. No, I think, I'm addicted. I, I'm, I'm addicted to it. I think the divisional matchup, like that's got to be why the line is so tight though as well. Um. That's the only thing I can think of because, yeah, the Titans, like a lot of their games, though, outside of this game against the Bills, like they've beaten teams by like basically within a field goal. So whether people are like the the people in Vegas are thinking that last game was an anomaly and the fact that the divisional matchup, maybe they're thinking what you're thinking with uh, like Houston being underrated right now too. Um, but I have I have to agree with you. I think I gotta go with the Titans as well. I'm going with Texans. You're going. Oh, with you're that. going Texans. Oh, I think I'm sorry. going Texans. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I'm going Titans. All right, we have a disagreement. I'm going Texans go. against my better nature here. I just I don't know why. I think I think I, I do think it's a little bit of my fanhood of them getting in the way of maybe. I can see why, though. I really did see. handle the Bills. That was a shocker to me. I was not yeah. expecting that. They're they're a good team. Gosh, yeah. I think I should switch my pick, but I'm going to stick to it. I'm sticking to it. Yeah, stick with it, man. But I'm kind of worried about it. All right, we're moving on to the Washington football team. 
versus the New York Giants. The New York Giants are at home. And the Giants are actually, they're probably just because they're at home here, they're actually minus two and a half. Okay. I think that's probably more to do with them just being the home team. Otherwise, I think they're pretty much an even split. Both the like both those teams are so bad though, like really they like I'm pretty terrible. I feel like Washington has a good defense or at least a young defense. Yeah, but they did just get whooped on by the Rams and Ravens and Browns and Cardinals. You know they are pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> that division is just it's tough to watch. Um, I felt bad when Saquon went down for the Giants. Um, because that basically just ruined their season. Um, who's the court like the Washington quarterback? He uh, like so he just came Kyle back. Kyle Allen this week. They benched Kyle Allen. They benched. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. Kaiser. Okay. Which I was kind of shocked about because I thought he was he was getting better. Kind of the same like Mitchell Trubisky kind of yeah bull situation. Then. They started – Alex Smith got in the game last week. That's what I was thrown off by. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I've heard Kyle Allen's going to start, but, I mean, do they just – I mean, it, did, it, it seemed like the injury that Kyle Allen had, he could have come back, but they just decided to roll with Alex Smith. I don't know if that was just a, hey, let's just give the guy his due since he, we suck anyway and he hasn't played in a year and a half, so we'll just let him throw it, sling it out there for a little bit. Yeah. Like, maybe that's what it was. But I mean, I don't think Khan is a, you know, game changer by any means. So no, a little shocker they didn't just keep rolling with Kaiser and keep just seeing if he'll grow. But hey, you know, that's uh, teach their own, I guess. Yeah. I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I think I'm gonna pick the Giants in this one because I actually, I think the Giants are are gonna continue to get better as the season rolls along. Okay. Yeah. Going through a little bit of growing pains um, with their quarterback and losing Saquon definitely hurt, but I think Devontae Freeman has started to produce and fill in pretty admirably there. The defense yeah. is still terrible, but I'm going to go Giants because they're the home team, and I still believe in their – I think offensively they actually still have a lot of talent despite what it looks like. I think Slayton is a – Darius Slayton is a number one receiver and is a solid one. I think Golden Tate is a solid number three. I think – Evan Ingram is a top tight end. I mean, their okay. weapons are there offensively, at least. They actually they came close to beating Dallas, too. Like it was like right down to the wire um, last week. Hmm. I I think I think just based on like what I've seen or what I maybe haven't seen from either team, I think it's more or less just a coin flip for me, and I think I gotta go with Washington. Ooh, Washington. Okay. Another disagreement. This will be an interesting uh, – either one of us is going to win big or – I think you know, so. And the other one's going to crash and burn. Yeah. This is, this is going to go pretty pretty sideways. All right, moving on to the New York Jets playing against the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins are at home, and they are currently the favorite with a minus nine-and-a-half spread, which goes to show you – how good the Dolphins have actually played this year, as well as how bad the Jets are. And the Jets just let go of Le'Veon Bell. I saw that, yeah. Chiefs. So, of course, you know, now the Chiefs are even more OP. With If, if Le'Veon is still Le'Veon, which I think he is, I think 
I think Adam Gase is a fool. Yeah. Could have been fired long ago. I don't know why. Well, they've had issues with Le'Veon Bell for a while, too. Didn't he have that bowling incident? When was that? Did you ever hear about that where he went bowling after a game? And like one thing about it, I heard. He bowled <laughs> he like an obscene no no, but he didn't hurt himself. But it was like he partied till like three in the morning and they like had just lost. And I think like there was just it was a bad look, the fact that he had like be or I think he called in hurt, but he like went to a bowling arena or something like it was just it was like it was such a wacky story but it was like that's so new york jets definitely a kind of a wacky dude yeah he's one of those dudes that needs a place with structure kind of like how cam is kind of one of those guys too is kind of a little bit of a loose cannon yeah all of a sudden he's with bill belichick and he's given structure wow he's doing great right like those guys kind of need organizations that are going to be more rigid so i could see Le'Veon blowing up for the chiefs yeah. Because Andy Reid, they're going to have structure there. They're going to have, like, this is the way it's done. We're a Super Bowl team. You better get in line or get out the way. And Absolutely. Be, like, all incentive-laden is what I've heard. He signed a very incentive-laden contract. So I think I think Le'Veon's going to blow up with the Chiefs make the Jets look bad. But So what are you thinking as far as this line? You think this is – But do you really think, like, that's a divisional matchup, like Miami by nine. Like, I don't know if Miami's played – like yeah, they've played good, but they're they're only two and three. That for me, like that's it's still suspicious for me to try and go like with Miami to to go basically a touchdown and a field goal, right? So a lot. It's a lot of points. The Jets are bad though, but yeah. I know. But do you think they're 0 and 16 bad? That's kind of what my mentality is. It's like if they're gonna win a week, could this be the week? That's a good point. So, I do think they are they are 0 and 16 bad though. I would say if you ask me that, like if they're like a 1 and 15, 0 and 16, I I do think that they're kind of that's that's what kind of team they are. Interesting. So I would I wouldn't be surprised. Now let's let's take a look at the Dolphins here because they've actually. Take a look at this right here. Okay, this this might change your opinion here. So they lose to New England by 10 points. They yeah. lose to Buffalo by three. Yeah. They beat Jacksonville handily. They lose to Seattle by a touchdown, and they beat San Francisco handily. Okay. So they have played quality competition and have competed well. Yeah. have taken care of the, the games they need to take care of. Yeah. So w- there's no doubt they're going to win this game barring something crazy but yeah is it going to be by i'm gonna seeing this what they just put up here i think i'm gonna take that line because I, well, I do think the jets are that bad see and that's where i just i can't based on like i'm looking at the jet schedule yeah like they've been smoked like they they, they lost by 10 to the bills they lost by a lot to the niners they lost to a lot by the colts Plus, they lost also, a lot. Might worth mentioning, Sam Darnold is not going to play again. Oh, really? Yes, he's sitting out another week, I believe. I think I would need to double check that. But anyway. So continue. then, who's their quarterback? Do you know? Who was it last week? It was Joe Flacco. Joe Wacko Flacco. <laughs> I'm feeling, feeling more and more better about this. <laughs> about this oh, this Dolphins pick right now. Oh. Uh, t- 
him. I'm scared. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. What's brutal is, yeah, this is going to be on the record for one of us based on how lopsided this could be. But I am going to go with the Jets. Ooh. Yeah, it's okay, crazy. Okay. I know. So you think but, well, just give me your like why do you think they're gonna keep it close? Division the, it's divisional division. matchup. Maybe the fact that Flacco maybe gets a week of practice time in two. Um who knows how Ladavian Bell has been in the room as well. So the fact that they're oh. dropping a guy like that as well. Like oh. you ne- you never know, right? That's like, a good point right there. I like that. Yeah. That could definitely cause then people start going, Am I next? Yeah. Kind of thing. Well, or or it's just like maybe they remove that cancer from the room. That's like, man, like, thank goodness this guy's gone. Like, opens the door for a few other guys to maybe get some playing time too. Like, who knows? Oh, I like that analysis. I, I still I'm gonna keep my pick, but I I do like that. That definitely is intriguing. No, and I don't disagree with you. Like, I think there, <laughs> there's definitely the potential for this to be. Like at least a twenty point blowout too for the like the Dolphins, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what kind of Fitzpatrick shows up because he it's can magic. Pretty yeah, atrocious game sometimes. All right, this is the matchup of the week, especially between Taylor and I. It's the Green Bay Packers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, and I'm quite surprised by this line. I really thought the Packers would be favored. Well, actually, you know what? It's not that surprising because. The Bucks are at home, and the Packers are still favored by one, which means that definitely Vegas thinks Packers are better because otherwise they, you know, Bucks would be getting the minus two for being the home team. But yeah. not. that still seems. I still. I think the Packers are well. I don't know. What do you think about that one? So there was a game last year where the Packers played the Chargers, and like I think the Chargers were like a favored team. It was either the Chargers were favored or it was like a really slim margin. And I thought the Chargers weren't, they weren't a great team last year. I was just, I was so thrown off. But then as I watched the game by halftime, like the announcers were like, Oh, the Packers, like we're playing a team. Like it was a West coast matchup and an arena that they had like never won in. So like, you know how there's sometimes those matchups where it's like a team just doesn't play well in a building or Mm. like something kind of gets thrown off in terms of the Vegas line that they have some sort of information based on the time of day. Like, you know what I mean? It could be one of those kind of weird situations yeah green bay where i'm gonna hear a stat in the afternoon being like oh like the sun's like lower than it normally is at this time of day and so aaron (laughs) Rodgers doesn't throw the ball as well so like just something weird like that that i'm looking through their their wins and neither of them have really beaten very impressive teams Neither one, Bucks or okay. or Packers. The Packers have actually allowed quite a few. I'm, I'm surprised actually by looking at they, they beat Minnesota 43-34, but they still give up 34 points. They yeah. give up 21 points to Detroit. They give up 30 points to the, the Saints. They give up 16 points to Atlanta. So well, their defense their hasn't been good. That great. Although then again, maybe it's just teams playing from behind and they're just slinging it. 
could be that, that too. could be too yeah or the you know packers are just playing a soft defense in the second half as they pad their lead yeah I think because – so a couple stats, again, the main stats I'm looking at every time, just, again, I'm kind of trying these stats yeah. out this week to see how much they affect my analysis. Oh, so that's fine. giveaways per game, Green Bay number one. I don't even know – I don't think they've even turned the ball over once this year. No, Aaron Rodgers is like he, – he doesn't give the ball away. Not Yeah, there's 0.0 in, 2000, in 2020. Literally have not turned the ball over once. Tampa Bay is 17. They're one and, a, one and a half turnovers a game. We've seen Brady throw some pick sixes. We've seen him yeah. throw at least – I think he's had at least an interception every game. That's not good. Uh, the other side I'm looking at, again, yards per play, which is more offensively. Green Bay, and of course, number one in offensive yards per play. We have the Tampa Bay down at 21 um, as far as yards per play. So I see a pretty drastic difference in these teams – they both have not played great competition. Yeah. I think I'll take the Packers at minus one. I think I think it's pretty I'm pretty I feel pretty easy about that too. Yeah. Unless something crazy happens, but I know that the, the Bucks are banged up. They lost OJ Howard, one of their better tight ends. The Scotty Miller and Chris Godwin are banged up. Yeah. Who's their main guy? I'm blanking on his name right now. He's been hurt all year, pretty much he's been playing through it, Mike Evans, but has okay. been hurt. Leonard Fournette has been hurt. Yeah. Their defense is amazing. Don't get me wrong; it'll definitely be the best defense the Packers have faced. But I'm taking the I'm taking the Packers minus one pretty easily. Yeah, and you you know where I'm going with this too. So oh, you're going with the Bucks, right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your reasoning behind uh, Packers, besides the fact that you're a fan, of course. Uh, yeah. Besides, yeah. Besides that fact, I like, I. Now that I hear that turnover margin, I know Rodgers just never gives the ball over. Um, yeah, I'm concerned about the defense, but I, I like just seeing what I've seen with Brady this year, and I think they're still like, yeah, they're they're slowly figuring things out as a team. Um, the Buccaneers, bias. I think it's going to take them one more week to figure it out past the Packers. I, I think their offense is going to have a field day against the Packers as well. Um, but yeah, I, just, I don't think the Buccaneers are there yet. I need. I think they need one more game where they feel humbled before they figure things out. I think if the line was around four, three to four, I might go Bucks. I don't, I don't think the Bucs are going to get blown out by any means. Yeah, and I don't that. think it's a pick em. It's not a pick em game. No, I think the Bucks' defense is top tier, which will give Aaron Rodgers problems because he hasn't faced really a great defense yet. And then, of course, the Packers, maybe their weakness is defense, as we've seen by some of those scoring totals. And the Bucks have have some weapons, and they have Tom Brady, so they definitely can score. Mm. I just think the Packers are, are are that much better. And if they're only getting a point, I mean, I know. I think you got to think they're going to win by more than a point. I mean, at worst, they'll win by a point, and it'll be a push, but. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna definitely definitely go on Packers on that one. All right, moving on. We got three games left here. These are a little bit more. These are the night games, the Monday, the Sunday night, and then Monday night games. So a little bit different analysis here because we're talking. They got a little extra time to prepare. Night games are sometimes a little bit more challenging to predict due to the prime time nature of them. But we have the Los Angeles Rams playing the San Francisco Niners. The Niners are at home. 
and they are the underdogs in this one by three and a half points. Jimmy G is playing, has practiced in full all week. However, after we saw him last week, we don't know how healthy that ankle really is. Yeah, uh, they have Mostert back, so they have a uh, good complement of running backs back. They're still missing their defensive guys, so those guys are out for the year. But their defense has still performed decent. Yeah. What are you thinking on this one? Yeah, because I think the Rams have played pretty well too. If I can remember, I'm they, just pulling they up have there. Had a good season. I'm trying to pull them up as well. Like they're four and one right now. Um, Dallas, yeah, th- Philly, Buffalo, Giants, Washington. So, I mean, nothing really to write home. Well, they didn't beat Buffalo. Sorry, they lost to Buffalo. Yeah. So they beat bad teams, but at least means they're not Which bad. Which they should they're, do. Yeah, no, they should teams. do that. <clears throat> and they're, they're putting up good points. But is it good enough to beat the Niners by four? Again, divisional game, right? Like you mentioned before. Niners maybe starting to get back a little bit more to full health or somewhat health. Yeah. Sure. Sorry, do you say guys. Jimmy G? Is he playing or no? He's going to play. He practiced in he full this play. week. He's going to play. Okay. But, I mean, he looked terrible last week. Like bad. Yeah. So, and he is coming off a high ankle sprain, which those don't always – you know, players don't always come back from that one right away. Yeah. You got to think he'll do better than he did last week, though, for sure. Yeah. Man, that's a tough line. I agree. It's Vegas did a good job here, I think, on this one. I know. Rams are better, of course. But Niners are at home. Are going to be a little bit healthier. This is oh man, I'm gonna take even re- yards per play. See if that gives me a gives me a kind of a maybe a tiebreaker. Let's take a look at the where the Niners rank here. Twentieth in giveaways, so they're not they give the ball away a good amount, at least thus far. And they're you know twenty in yards per play, so they're not great offense right now. They're in the bottom ten. Yeah. Offensively, the Rams are top ten, top seven actually in yards per play. I'm assuming they're going to be pretty high as well. Oh, only top fifteen in. So they've been giving the ball away a little bit as well, but better. I'm gonna take the Rams here. Okay. I'm taking the Rams. I just think that they're. I don't know if the the Niners will ever really fully recover from their injuries. Jimmy G looks even a full health Jimmy G. Isn't an amazing Jimmy G. I'm gonna take the Rams at minus four. Okay. See, so in my office pool, I think I took the Niners. It's three and a half point spread there. And I think, like, if Jimmy G's back, like, their defense is still, like, they're still a solid defensive team. Um, that I think I'm leaning towards the Niners just overall in that matchup divisional matchup as well too like i just have a thing where no matter what the line is i usually find that teams struggle with covering whatever the line is for that as well that i think i'm leaning towards the niners 
Ooh, okay. Another yeah. disagreement here. That'll be a good one, honestly. I I know that's like we're I still both feel good about back it. and forth. Yeah. I still feel good about it. I don't I think the Niners are not nearly the same team that they were. But I could be wrong on that. We will find I, I might be wrong on that. I know. That's gonna be a night game too. That's gonna be a tough extra. Ooh, that's a it's a night game too. That adds a little extra a little umph into that one. I know. I'm gonna stick with it. I gotta stick with my gut. I can't be second guess myself. All right, we're on the next one. We got the Kansas the Kansas City Chiefs. Let me talk here. I can't talk very well. And we've got the Buffalo Bills. Bills are the underdogs in this one. And at home, Chiefs have minus, a minus five line over the Bills. Man. We're, we're looking amazing, but then just got shredded by the Titans. And maybe the maybe the Titans players gave all the uh Bills players COVID, and that's why. No, they played so poorly, you know? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the lung capacity. Have you ever heard of that too? The lung capacity with COVID? But uh yeah. Man, these lines are tough. I think this week. I think the Bills will keep it closer than that. I mean, we can't I, think I feel so like too. we're dropping them. Yeah, they had a bad loss, but we're dropping them a little too hard at home. Yeah, Chiefs are amazing. We get that. But the Bills yeah. are I mean, I think Super Bowl contender. I really do. I think so, too. I might be taking the Bills at plus five on that one. Let's see here. The Bills. Here's, so here's what the Bills have beat. Maybe this will re, realign my perception here. They beat yeah. the Jets. No big deal. They beat the Dolphins barely. That's, pretty, that's a pretty good win, I'd say. They beat the Rams. Another good win. They beat the Raiders. Another good win. Yeah. Pretty close games. So yeah, they've all been close games. Luck involved there. And then they lose to Tennessee pretty bad. Although Tennessee had a lot of time to prepare for them. I wonder if that had something to do with it. Mm. Still leaning bills here, but I'm trying to See, look for, some, trying something, for something to convince me otherwise. But Monday night game, something with Patrick Mahomes, like uh, front and center. Like he usually finds a way to step up his game. Um, that's kind of what I'm seeing there. Maybe with the line, um, mm, maybe they're in prime time. They think Mahomes is gonna really play even better. Uh, that that now that I wish I had access to that stat right now. See yeah, that's are and what the Chiefs' record are on prime time games because that would definitely maybe kind of aid what you're saying as far as him performing better at prime time. Yeah. Like pretty electric offense. Like I think they're still they're still the team to beat too, um, in terms of overall play. Like they could even be a team that could repeat as well too. The Chiefs. Um, yeah, hundred percent. It's tough to say. I think I like I'm leaning towards Kansas City. Like I think that five, like that's that is a touchdown that they have to cover. That I think. Like, if anyone can do it, Mahomes is the best player in the game right now. Um, like, no shortage of, like, options to throw to Hill, Watkins. Uh, Watkins is hurt. Is he hurt? Correct. Okay. And uh, also, Le'Veon won't be playing in this game. He'll be playing in the next one, if that okay. makes a difference to you or not. Not well, I think that just adds to their depth as well. But, no, I think I'm going Chiefs. I'm going, I'm going Bills. I'm going Bills. Another disagreement. Ooh. Unbelievable. 
gonna be good. I'm I'm either yeah, the fact that you finished from... number one in your pool right now. I'm kind of worried. Hey, no, I'm about to get. I'm about to get. It's smoked. complete luck. Like it's complete luck. But we'll see. <laughs> All right, our last game. Our last game for our pick here. We have the second Monday night game. That's going to be the Arizona Cardinals and the Dallas Cowboys. Arizona Cardinals are minus one and a half. They are the away team. And obviously we have the Dakless Cowboys. It's actually, it's kind okay. of funny. It's similar to Dallas. Dakless Dallas. It's kind of funny. I know. Uh, terrible. I feel bad for them. And my fantasy team because I had Dak. Yeah, I was. did you see that play? Like the injury and how it happened? I did. It was I nasty. Oh. nasty. I don't understand. And this is not, I don't mean this in a negative way, but I feel like that. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. I know. Because of the way these guys get their ankles rolled up on constantly. I'm just I'm shocked that this isn't an every week occurrence. I know. But I'm I'm happy it's not. But obviously it happened. And it was just a fluke thing. Just a tackle. His his ankle got caught under it and the physics of it just said, Yeah, there's no way your ankle's gonna be able to bear that weight going that direction. Yeah. Now I've heard, so I've heard with Dallas this year too, like clearly like the, the NFC East has been a terrible division to watch. Oh yeah. Like they, like they're clearly still the best at like, what are they two and three right now? But the, the quality of opponents, like they've been crushed. I know their defense isn't desirable this year. Like I oh, guess Van Der Esch is out. I know they've had a few other in, injuries. Um, that that's really kind of decimated them, but their offense like is elite. I think Andy Dalton, like the fact that they have him as their backup quarterback, um, like they definitely like the fact that Dak's out. Like yeah, he's kind of MVP caliber. At least he was. I don't think they're losing a step or a significant step with Andy Dalton stepping in. Um, I can see why the spread is the way it is, though. Like Atlanta, or uh, sorry, um, Arizona has played well this year too. Um, is there going to be? Is there going to be a hangover? Is there going to be sort of a? Is there going to be a galvanizing? We're doing this for Dak, or is there going to be this post Dak injury hangover where everyone's like still grieving? That pretty much. I mean, they don't really have a chance to win the Super Bowl anyway. But yeah, see now it's. it. If they, yeah. it, you know what though? Like, I think if there's that grieving process, like, I think they lose to the Giants, they're one in four, and that's basically their season. So the fact that they rallied around, like, as a team and still won that game, um, no, I think, I think Dallas really is a be, shot. Are you going to pick them? I mean, it sounds like you're going to pick them. I, it sounds like I'm going to pick them. They are at home right? They're the home team in this game as well. Mm -hmm. That I think I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, man. I have another disagreement. I'm I'm leaning. My initial (laughs) instinct was to go Cardinals. (laughs) Now, I really don't know. I feel like it could really, it's 50-50. It's either this galvanizes them and they're so motivated this game to like do this for Dak that they play out of their heads or it's literally the exact opposite where they're so demoralized still that they just suck and i am having trouble deciding which direction it's gonna go i think cardinals are definitely the better team by far they are a good team i think the dynamic like kyler murray is so dynamic yeah so incredibly dynamic i think they discovered 
uh, a new running back in Chase Edmonds, who I know okay. Kenny Drake was underperforming, but Chase Edmonds is a stud as well. So I think they have two viable backs that are solid. Obviously, they have Hopkins. They have good old Larry Fitzgerald. They have some talent at receiver. So offensively, I think they can keep up with the Cowboys, especially without Dak. And then I think defensively, they're better. Although they did just lose Chandler Jones, which is one of their better pass rushers, sadly. I think I'm going to still stick with the... I think I haven't, maybe I haven't been picking enough underdogs. I, have I, I think I've been picking the favorites mainly. Maybe that's not a good thing. I'll go Cardinals at... Uh, okay. Half. I think that injury was so devastating. It's not like a galvanized type injury. It's like a more depressing injury. Yeah. Where they'll, they'll struggle. It's tough. Like I, I can see where the NFC East though is just terrible. Um, and I do agree. Arizona, like Kyler Murray, I've got him on my fantasy football team and he's been phenomenal this year too. I just, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, it, yeah, it could go either way. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not based on what I've seen. I'm not a believer in Mike McCarthy. I actually think, if anything, I like think about. So there was a stat I heard the other day that uh, Aaron Rodgers without McCarthy, I think, is 17 and three. Wow! Since he left McCarthy, has has been shredding this year. Their team was amazing last year. Mike McCarthy, I, I mean. You thought, okay, he's taken over. He's got Dak. They have that offense. They've been awful. Yeah. He kept around like an old defensive coordinator who's like way shouldn't even be there. I'm. I think I'm starting to lean. Oh my gosh, it was it was Mike McCarthy. He was the problem. Wow. Green Bay. I I don't know. I think it's just the success opposites now. I'm just. So that's why I'm I'm not a believer in, in Mike McCarthy currently. Andy Dalton's good. They're still an explosive offense. That defense is terrible. I just I'm I'm worried for the Cowboys that they're not gonna that McCarthy's not gonna last a year. I don't disagree. <laughs> but I do disagree in the fact that I'm picking Dallas. So true, true, true. Ooh, what is this? I just something just changed on Bovada. Okay, I thought there's I was I'm on Bovada, which is the West Side I'm using for the Lions, and they all of a sudden, like stuff popped up with the Green Bay Packer game. I thought it was they were gonna like change the. I think the the money line changed. Okay. Interesting. Well, anyway, that is our picks. I think we only picked. I think only. Let's see. We have one, two, three, four, five. We only picked five matchups the same <laughs> oh man you know that's the beauty of a podcast though and it, it oh, creates God. disagreement and <laughs> this is gonna be wild. one of us is gonna kick ass and the other one i know probably, unless it can split you never uh, know it could definitely split that's a good point yeah but anyway i'm, I'm glad i brought you on because I, I i like podcasting with people that have really different opinions than me because i think yeah. it makes I get a, I get to hear a side that I would never have thought about. And I also get information that I never would have thought about. 
and I think it makes me a better better and hopefully well, I find too better, I find just adds more intrigue with, anyway. At least with the spreads too, what I find is that you can't take the favorite every time. Mm. So a lot of times with my mentality, I'm like, okay, just based on my experience, sometimes the underdog, like the lines are somewhat heavily weighted. That's like, okay, like not to say I throw in an underdog pick, but I do try to assess the matchup. I'm like, okay, this team's good, but are they good enough to cover? I think like walking through this with you, like definitely has given me a difference of opinion. The fact that your football knowledge definitely helps as well too. Like you're incredibly knowledgeable as well, just with your assessment of teams and yeah, yards per play, I think is now a new stat for me that I've got to look into a bit more too. So I still, I'm not sold on it. Colin Coward, he always talks about using that stat on his thing. He's pretty good at his, blazing five that he does so i'm again i'm kind of trying it out this week just to see if it like breaks ties in my heads and what and if, if i suck this week then i might i might reevaluate the thinking about that stat sure as a <laughs> as something to to judge teams based on because i think it really only it mainly just shows offenses really yeah. it's not like a team indicator i think the turnovers one though is pretty big it's yeah. to turn the ball over don't win just oh, definitely. The NFL. So that I think that's a good stat to be looking at. But yeah, I'm just kind of getting into this betting thing. I want to just figure out what are the best stats to use to kind of get a leg up on the game, you know. But I appreciate For you sure. being on the pod with me. I appreciate you giving your football knowledge and giving your perspective. And may the best man, uh, may the best man win on Sunday, Monday, and hopefully not Tuesday, but maybe Tuesday because things get postponed at all. I know. Yeah. <laughs> may the best man win. Our keys. Don't get off. Don't get off Zoom here. But I'm gonna. We're gonna end this pod. If you uh, like this content, please like, subscribe to my podcast. And if you want to be on a podcast, send me a message, and we can get you on one. Uh, and look forward to that results pod coming on Tuesday. Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll see you on the next pod.